0: Good morning, everybody. And you know, the first song we started with today was In the Beginning. And of course, the book that we're looking at this month is Genesis, the very first book in the Bible. And I don't know about you, but I kind of sometimes feel we overlook the books in the Old Testament and think that they are written so long ago that they've got very little to teach us. But that's simply not true. And we know... It's January, start of a new year. And making New Year's resolutions is kind of a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Because by now, they'd already be broken. But looking at ourselves and who we are in God and the plans that God's got for us as we move forward into 2023 is a really good way to start January. And we've already learned from Marcus that God is faithful. We can trust in his promises David spoke last week and told us about how God speaks to us. And, you know, God's got an amazing plan for every single one of us and for many people that this year will come to know him for the first time. But I don't know about you, maybe it's just me, but how many times do we, rather than think of the plans that God's got for us as individuals, look around at the side, look at other people, what they have, what they do, what they look like, Rather than looking forward into the things that God's got for us, we get jealous. Jealous rather than trusting in the things that God has for us. Well, I'm going to start today with a little confession that I'm not very proud of, to be honest. You see, when I was a little girl, I loved dancing. It was my real passion and I really used to practice hard and I really wanted to be the best dancer I could be. So I worked really hard at it. I wanted to improve. And my brother also went ballroom dancing, but he hated it, really hated it. But my parents said, you need to try it for six months. If after six months you still hate it, you can give it up. But You need to give these things a little bit of a try. Well, we came near to the end of his six-month endurance test, I think he would have called it. And there was a little competition. Well, you can imagine, I was really excited. And so we entered the competition. I danced with my dad in a father and daughter competition, and my brother danced with my mum in the mum and son. And on the table, there was a judge. On the ta- well, the judge wasn't on the table, but on the table, there was a medal, there was a medal, a shiny gold medal and as I danced around I looked at this medal and I thought I really want that medal I want that medal more than anything else so I really danced my socks off I did the very best I could my brother also danced but I kind of think he was more interested in the can of coke and the packet of crisps as it was promised after if he took part well I don't know if you can imagine what happened yeah I'm sure you can can't you My brother, who wasn't interested in that lovely, shiny medal, won the competition, and I didn't. Now, I didn't see the bigger picture that with the mother and son, there were only two couples. In the father and daughter, there were well over a dozen. But he won it, and I didn't. Now, I would say I was a little bit unhappy about that. You see, and inside, jealousy really crept up on me. I was seething inside. I wanted the shiny gold medal, but Paul had it, my brother. Wah! Well, when I got home, my mum put the shiny gold medal in a cabinet for safekeeping. And I think she really believed that that would change Paul's heart for dancing and he would love it, which, of course, he didn't. Well, anyway, this is where I'll let you into a secret. When they were out in the garden one day, I went to the cabinet and I opened the cabinet door and I pulled out the medal and found a hammer and I smashed the medal to bits. Yeah. And then I carefully put the medal of the sons, Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve's sons. So Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain cultivated the land and Abel became a shepherd. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from the flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but it did not accept Cain and his gift. And this made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer... Will the ground yield good crops for you? No matter how hard you work, from now on you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. And, you know, today I feel we could spend a lot of time looking at why Cain's offering was not acceptable to God. And from the verses it kind of seems that he didn't give the first, the best, whereas Abel obviously gave The first lamb, the best, which is what God desires. You see, in our lives, God doesn't want our leftovers. He wants the very best of us, the best that we can give. But focusing on why God was displeased misses really what these verses have got to teach us today. You see, the thing is, we always seem to want what we can't have. We always want what others have got rather than what has given us, God has given us. You know, and Cain killed Abel when he didn't really need to, if he'd seen the bigger picture. His jealousy caused him to kill his brother. Something was irreversible and was on his conscience for the rest of his life. You know, being jealous eats away inside of us, doesn't it? Causing us to be really bitter And it can cause us to really behave out of character and not how God would choose. It's a sin. We spoke about sin. We sung about the sin. And the scripture says it's really important for it not to control us, for it not to be the the controlling force in our life. You know, God's desire is not for us to be jealous. God wants to give to us and not to look to others for what we would really want when he's already got something planned for us. And if Cain had seen his ways, if he'd listened to God, all of it would have been okay. Cain had done wrong and Abel had done right in God's eyes. But of course, it's not just our behavior that can cause us to be jealous, is it? You know, I danced, but I didn't win the medal. I didn't really do anything wrong. I did the best I could. And maybe in our lives, we can like work really hard but still not to be able to be uh, to buy the most expensive Christmas present for our children that we would like to. Maybe we look at other people wearing expensive clothes and we can't afford them. Maybe we look at people with many, many friends and we feel lonely. And we get jealous and envious of other people. You see, all these things eat away inside us. And they rob us of joy. Worldly wealth in whatever form will never bring us happiness. Looking to what others have and being jealous is kind of a recipe for disaster. It will never be a meaningful thing in our life. And I don't know about you, but the Apostle Paul from the New Testament, I think he's an amazing character. Amazing character. And when we look at what he has to tell us as well, because he is a man that went through so much, so much. He endured a shipwreck, he suffered pain, he was locked up. But you know, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 12, it says here, I'm glad in God. And then it says, actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learnt by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy whether full or hungry. Hands full, hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Don't you think that's amazing? Because he really did suffer. He was locked up for many, many years. And yet he knew whatever he had or or whatever little he had, it was enough because he had his God. And you know... Maybe for us that's easy to do when things are looking up, but what when about when things are not so good? You know, what about when our health is maybe not in its best? What about when our finances are low? That really puts a test on us. What when we feel we can't provide for our family? Or when our relationships are difficult? But as we walk forward this year into the plans that God's got for us, The thing we can hold on to all the time that we can truly trust is that God is there for us and with us and will never let us go. And God can turn whatever our situations round into good. And God's desire is for all of us to not be jealous, to not be eaten away inside when we look sideways to what other people have got rather than forward and ahead to the plans that God's got for us. You know, by default, our nature is to be jealous of other people. With God, we can be different. But the most amazing thing is, God can change all that. You know, before I became a Christian, I would say I was quite a jealous person. I wanted the best dance school. I wanted the biggest dance school. I wanted the best of everything. But actually, that's not is what is most important knowing that what we have in our hands right now is what God has given us is the most important you know last week David spoke about God speaking to us and shortly after I accepted Jesus into my heart I was given the privilege of visiting uh, going on a mission trip to Myanmar formerly known as Burma And it was a moment when God really spoke into my heart very deeply. We went and we visited a children's orphanage. The children didn't have beds. They had very little food. They didn't really have any personal belongings. But they were full of joy. We then visited a Bible college. They didn't have much either. They barely had enough to eat at times. But do you know what? When we were there, all they could sing about was being blessed and everything being well with their soul. And I thought, I'm here. I have money for food. I have a roof over my head. I have a comfortable bed to sleep on. I can do what I want to do. Do I feel that joy? Do I feel that? Do I feel all is well with my soul? Do I feel extremely blessed? And God spoke to me and said, should you have me and that week in that place changed me it changed me because I saw people that materially worldly had little but in their hearts had more than they could they could ever imagine they had God and God was with them God was with them but you know I do believe I needed to accept my jealousy first Except that actually that was not right. It wasn't what God wanted. God wanted me to know that he'd given me everything. That I could experience joy in all my situations. But you know, God is the God of forgiveness. So if we are in that position, like I was, he's always ready to forgive. And if we go back to the story in Genesis, Cain said... Others would try to kill him. He would have nowhere to go. But God said, No, no one will harm you. God forgave him and made sure nobody touched him. And I believe that God forgave me for my unkind act with my medal because afterwards I went on to win many medals dancing with my dad. Many medals. You know, God's got a great plan for every single one of us in 2023, all different. And we're not meant to spend our lives comparing to other people. To other people's possessions, worldly wealth, or whatever it is that we're seeking after. That won't bring happiness. Total joy is about following the plans of God and knowing whatever our circumstances, we can be content. God has got something amazing planned for each one of us that he wants us to grasp hold of. There will be ups and downs. We won't live the whole of 2023 on a mountaintop. There'll be high points and there'll be low points. But God will walk beside us every single step of the way. If we hold tight to those promises, amazing things can happen And the last few months, I've been doing some seated exercise classes in an assessment unit. And, you know, the people I've been teaching can't live their lives the way they used to live their lives. Many of them are wheelchair bound. Many of them will never go home. Some of them are in quite a bad state. You know, but... Maybe they're jealous I walk in and I can walk out. But this old lady grasped my hand one day when I was there. And she said to me, I've not got much left. My brain is failing me. I can barely walk. And I look at you and you have so much. You come and you go and you do all the things that I love to do. And I wonder where the conversation was leading. But then she said have the one most important thing in my life. That will never go and nobody can strip that away from me. I know God. He is with me here. And then she turned to me and said, you know him too, don't you? You know him too. And she was an example Of the Apostle Paul who said, whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. And You know, God is there for each one of us, guiding, helping, being a shoulder to lean on. He will never leave us. And I just pray this year that we will all move forward knowing that. Whatever our circumstances, whatever God's plans for us. He'll be with us, he'll help us, and he'll turn them for the good. Because we are unique individuals. We don't need to look sideways. We just need to look forwards and upwards. Not to let our eyes wander off our goal. Because God is the master of individuality. He's not a factory production line. We will never be like anybody else. Because we're all different. And, you know, I really pray this morning that as we move forward into this new year, we can be a body of people that collectively work together, love each other, help each other, hold each other up when we're in times of need. And through doing that, we'll make a huge difference to the community around us and know that God is for us, will always be with us. And will never leave us. And that we will truly learn to be content. Whether our hands are full. Or whether our hands are empty. A peace and contentment that only knowing God can bring. And maybe you're here today. And you don't know that joy. But God knows you're here. Because God created you. And he can change your life. And help you look forward into the plans that he's got for you. And set you free from a worldly desire. An envious nature. So please, please come and speak to one of us. And this morning I opened my Bible. And my Bible reading was about cutting from the past. And not holding on and looking to others. But about moving forward forward. Because God's got a plan. And I believe that's what he wants all of us to do. Let go of the past, whatever we're looking at, and just walk forward into the things that he's got for us this year. Free to experience the joy that he can bring.